listening to Radio Tedland. I love you forever and goodbye. Written by Patrick Cullen. Prologue. Autumn. Something and nothing. Everything starts with something. Everything that is and could become. Everything that could have been and never was. Everything starts with something. Even those things that never become anything whatsoever. This thing started with the sound of her voice. It was like an invitation to play a game you just knew was going to be great fun. The only problem was there were no rules. And how would you know where you were if you didn't have any rules? How would you know what was right and what was wrong if there weren't any rules? But that's getting ahead in the story. Before there was something there was nothing. Really, nothing as a concept, as a term, a form of understanding. Nothing is actually something. If nothing more, nothing exists as the opposite of something. So something could be said to give nothing life. But that nothing, that absence of something that nothing describes. That nothing is an emptiness, an absence, a space where something could become, but might never do so. And after something, whatever it might have been and is no more, after something, there is nothing And this, too, is an emptiness, an absence, a space where something once had become and been and no longer was. But this emptiness after something is different to the emptiness that comes before something. There's an echo, a recollection of what was and no longer is, the remembrance of what could have been but never was, even when what was still was. Something has gone, but the memory of it lingers. The conscious absence of something gives the nothing that follows it a rawness of emotion. The one that precedes it cannot attain. The nothing before a story begins. The nothing we feel before being asked if we want to play. This nothing is no more empty than the one that comes after something has gone. But instead of the pain of loss, there is the joy of anticipation. What could be could be anything whatsoever. 
while what has been and no longer can be is most often something very specific, no matter what it might or might not have been. So, before it began with the sound of her voice, before it began with the promise of a game without any rules, before it began and became something, before it became the absence of what had not been and never would be, before it was the anticipation of what might have been and what now surely never would be, never will be, never ever could have been, not really. What never ever would have been was never even imagined, could never be. Please, take care. This all just seems so unreal, but also just what has to be now, after all that's happened, all that that came after, all that that never, never ever happened, after all that that never was. Why did you have to give it a name? You know, when you give it a name, it becomes something, and something always dies. Only nothing lasts forever. did we get here? Where did we come from? Do you remember when you woke for the first time? Freedom and the fear of unknowing. Who am I? Where am I? What am I? I am part of something greater. I have a role to play. I have a purpose. Even though I may never know what it is, I have a purpose. But it's just a story. They're only words, corralled into sentences, like so many sheep for the slaughter, sacrificed on the writer's altar. They're just words. Once they had purpose, now they no longer have meaning. It's a question of definition. I am a word. What do I mean? What type of word am I? Do I do? Describe? Have I got nuances? How am I most often used? in anger or with love? Am I difficult to say or simple, sometimes brutal? Do you know what I mean? Do you understand me? Do I even have a meaning? Do I stay the same, a rock, dependable, or do I change? 
always meaning something slightly different. But all that is irrelevant now. The only thing I know is there was something before and then I was awake. I took my time about getting there and in the end I almost didn't make it which is to say I almost got there too late first I had to get the things I needed and then I had to find the place being the arty creative types that they were they'd hidden it away in some disused warehouse on the edge of a rundown industrial estate and just before I got there I had to get into that stupid costume one last time they'd insisted on that my coming dressed for the part as they called it I thought about how my feelings for the costume and all it symbolized had changed so much in such a short space of time They didn't know though how I really felt about what they'd done. So as I changed into the costume one last time, I also practiced being pleased to meet them and unassumingly happy, seemingly grateful they'd allowed me the opportunity to be part of their wonderful project. All that I could imagine myself being able to do, difficult as it might be. But the thought of meeting her again filled me with uncertainty. I wasn't sure I'd managed to control my emotions long enough to be able to do what I had to do. But the bottle I had with me gave me courage. One of the bottles, that is. The other contained something quite different, but equally important. If I were to have any hope of getting some satisfaction from the evening. I felt the need to try and collect my thoughts before getting there. So I found a bench to sit on. Swallowed a healthy mouthful of vodka. And almost immediately felt the courage begin to flow through my veins. I looked at the vehicles driving by on the busy road thought about where they could be heading and what they might find when they got there. Then let my thoughts turn back to myself and my own situation. I thought about where I was at that moment in time and where I was going that evening, what I might do when I got there, and most importantly for me, how on earth it was I'd gotten into the whole situation. I took another hit of vodka and closed my eyes, closed my ears to the noise of the traffic and thought back to how it had all started, not even a year ago.